Welcome to The Third Opinion, presented by Full Circle Health. Join us each week as we delve into the world of integrative and functional medicine through discussions, interviews, lecture series, and more. Our experts have been on both sides of the Western medical system and understand the frustrations associated with getting real answers about all of the available treatment options. Well, we are here to give you the answers. We'll take the time to break down the latest holistic and integrative medical procedures, supplements, and discoveries to help you better understand your body on a molecular level. Please keep in mind, this podcast was created for educational purposes only and should never be used to take place of a medical diagnosis or treatment. As always, make sure to take the time to submit any questions or comments you may have about today's show so we can give you the answers you need. Now, let's get healthy. Welcome. I am so excited to be discussing the thyroid today in our lecture series mostly talking about natural approaches to supporting your thyroid. Thyroid function in itself is something that we need to discuss because so many individuals don't even know what that beautiful little gland is capable of. I hope you have your pen and pencil and your notepad because we are going to be talking a lot about the thyroid basics, the different signs and symptoms of thyroid irregularities, and truly my favorite, functional testing and natural approaches to helping your thyroid optimally function. So let's dive right in. So some thyroid basics. So what is my thyroid and what does it do? Well, Your thyroid gland is this butterfly-shaped gland that sits in your neck, and it produces hormones that regulate your body's metabolic rate. So it helps control your heart beating, your muscles and digestive function, brain development, and even bone maintenance. But those simple symptoms of like your hair growing lustrous, your nails being strong, your skin being smooth, your ability to sweat, your ability to warm yourself up or cool yourself down, that has a lot to do with your thyroid. And so its correct functioning truly depends on a good supply of nutrients from the diet, such as iodine, zinc, selenium. So that's truly why functional medicine is so wonderful because we can actually test those, but also ways that we can support ourselves through the more functional approach. So now I kind of want to take you back to school a little bit and talk a little bit about proper thyroid hormone production. So truly your thyroid is this small little gland, but it has a sizable role in your body. So we have this also little gland in your brain called the pituitary. Your pituitary is right kind of between your eyebrows in the middle of your head. If you kind of point directly back there, that is where your pituitary gland is. And your pituitary actually communicates to all of the endocrine hormones in your body. So it talks to your thyroid, it talks to your ovaries or your testes, it talks to your adrenal glands, your pancreas. It has a huge role in communication. So in regard to the thyroid, the pituitary signals to the thyroid, hey, so-and-so is working out. Um, Let's make some thyroid hormone to better help them sweat or cool down or warm them up, whatever that might be. The brain has to signal to the thyroid first and foremost to create something called thyroxine, also known as T4. And T4 is then converted, well, it's first of all created at the thyroid and then converted to T3 by the body. 
So T3 is actually goes into every cell in the body to aid with all those metabolic processes that we talk about. So it's kind of a, a domino effect, right? We have to have the, the proper signal. Your body has to make enough T4 to then make enough T3. So, so truly how come in that Western model, they're only evaluating one section of your thyroid, right? They're only looking at TSH. Oh, it looks good. It's within range, but there's so much more to unveil there. So TSH, optimally speaking, should be between uh, 0.45 to 4.5, which is like a huge number. And so functionally, I like to see that value between 1 and 1.5. That kind of alludes to me that your brain is effectively signaling to the thyroid, but also your thyroid is then creating an adequate amount of T4 because that is truly how that TSH number gets to that sweet spot between that 1 and 1.5 is how much T4 is the thyroid making. And that range can be anywhere from 4.5 all the way up to 12. Optimally speaking, we want to see that value closer to nine. And that's what makes that, that TSH value between one and 1.5. So if you're any of those patients that are looking back at your values and you're like, wow, my TSH has been utmost closer to that 4.5, that means that the brain is having to yell at the thyroid, make thyroid hormone now. And we're grateful that your body makes that. But then if that number is too large, so closer to that 4.5, then your body is obviously not producing enough T4. And a lot of those nutrients need to be evaluated, like I said, the zinc, the iodine, the selenium, because what T4 and T3 stand for is a tyrosine, which is a main building block in thyroid hormone, connected to either four or three iodines. So iodine, very, very critical. And that's why, you know, we've probably seen past pictures of third world countries where individuals have goiters, those big growths on their thyroid due to a lack of iodine. And we're going to talk today more so specifically on what food sources should I be incorporating that are rich in iodine. So hopefully you guys are understanding that domino effect of the brain signaling to the thyroid, your body making T4 and then T3, but your thyroid never works alone. So your adrenal glands, so those are those little glands that sit on the top of your kidneys and secrete many of your stress hormones, including cortisol. Well, they play a really big role in optimizing thyroid function. And as we discussed, the hypothalamus and the pituitary, so those are the little glands in the in the brain that work intimately with your endocrine system. And then your liver and your kidneys, these are more so the organs of elimination, but they also aid with the conversion and utilization of many of the vitamins and minerals necessary for proper thyroid function. So if one of the individual is like, oh, but I'm supplementing with selenium and the values in their thyroid still looks pretty poor, you do have to evaluate where's the liver, the how are the kidneys functioning? If you're looking at the communication and their TSH is really high, but their T4 is actually optimally. So that could be, there's a disconnect between that hypothalamus and pituitary. If um, all of your thyroid hormone is actually being shunted and converted and stored away for the adrenals to utilize because you're under so much stress, well, that's where the adrenal glands come in. So as you can gather, it's such an intricate balance between all of these um, different organ systems. So now I wanted to take a time to really talk about the target nutrients and herbs that can help with a healthy, normal thyroid function. Iodine 
As we talked about, the thyroid gland produces two main iodine-containing hormones, thyroxine, T4, and triiodothyronine, T3. These hormones circulate in your bloodstream and work on every living tissue and cell to regulate metabolism and growth. So of the body's iodine pool, about 15 milligrams in adults, 80% is contained in the thyroid gland. Iodine is primarily used as a substrate for the manufacturing of T4 and T3, and healthy iodine status is imperative for normal thyroid function and thyroid hormone biosynthesis. Fancy word for we need it if we want to make it, right? And so what are some food sources of iodine? Um, shrimp, actually cranberries, eggs, potatoes, uh, fish, specifically seafood like wild-caught fish, um, even some instances of corn like maize, um, seaweed, prunes, um, a lot of fortified dairy products, and salt, good old um, salt, as well as a lot of different bean sources. So I think if it's just as simple as incorporating a little bit of seaweed or some prunes and cranberries in your day-to-day, you're already maximizing your efforts to optimize that thyroid function. Other target nutrients and herbs, selenium. So selenium is an essential component of many selenoproteins that regulate thyroid hormone synthesis. So it helps preserve the thyroid integrity in conditions of marked oxidative stress. We all know that that's a fancy word for free radical damage. So if we have a lot of free radical damage, selenium can be a big, big supportive um, nutrient to come alongside and help that. It also helps control hormone metabolism in non-thyroidal tissues. So where the pro-hormone T4 is converted biologically to active T3. So the interactive and complementary relationship between iodine and selenium has become such an area of interest and research. But what are some food sources of selenium? There is a lot of cross-reactivity here as well. What I mean is that even spinach and eggs kind of listed in iodine are also rich in selenium. Sunflower seeds, uh, pumpkin seeds, Brazil nuts, garlic, onions, tomatoes, broccoli, apples. I mean, guys, these are things we eat every day. So we really want to be sure that we're ensuring good quality of these. But Brazil nuts are one of the highest. So I tell my patients to have three to five Brazil nuts every day, kind of keep them stored in your refrigerator or your freezer to ensure that they're still clean and good quality. So some other target nutrients and herbs that help with a healthy normal function to the thyroid are zinc, vitamin A, and vitamin D. So research suggests that inadequate intakes of zinc and vitamin A and D, it actually impacts thyroid hormone metabolism, circulating thyroid hormone concentration, the thyroid's response to iodine, and antithyroid antibody levels. So really, if we're trying to be proactive with somebody that might have a pre-existing concern or condition diagnosis of any type of autoimmune concerns or family history, personal history, whatever that looks like for you, then these nutrients, these fat-soluble vitamins and that mineral zinc are going to be very, very critical to optimizing your thyroid. Similarly to the selenium, because that helps with uh, free radical damage as well. So researchers further propose that vitamin A and D could increase the activity of thyroid hormone receptor regulated genes. 
So expression of these genes affects growth, differentiation, development, and metabolic homeostasis, also known as balance. So it is, you know, really, really important to have these vitamins accessible, but it's important to note that vitamin D facilitates intestinal calcium absorption and therefore helps maintain the ratio of calcium to phosphorus, which can also be affected by low thyroid function in certain thyroid therapies. I mean, boom, look at all of this information. I mean, you guys, we are trying to you know, give you the, the, the relevance of why these hormones and nutrients, I guess, are so critical to, to hormone production. But who would have thought that these are foods that you can just be eating regularly? I mean, zinc is in almonds. It's in different nuts and seeds, avocados, chia seeds, spinach, yet again, guys, spinach, yet again, different types of oysters, crawfish, mushrooms, uh, pork. I mean, not to say that if you are working alongside me and we talked about different food sources that might not be a list for you. I know that like beef liver is a great rich zinc source food. So now here's kind of a vitamin that I feel in an herb that a lot of individuals overlook when it comes to thyroid function, vitamin E and rosemary. So oxidative stress denotes an imbalance between the production of oxidants and their elimination by antioxidative systems. Studies support the concept of reducing oxidative stress in order to protect thyroid cell health and maintain normal thyroid cell growth and life cycles. So taking it one step further, because active oxygen radicals can inhibit the activity of an enzyme involved in the conversion of that T4 to T3, you guys, which is the usable form of thyroid, if we reduce that oxidative stress, um, you may have a twofold application in thyroid health, aka just by eliminating oxidative stress in your body and maybe any specific to the thyroid, you're already increasing the likelihood of all those metabolic functions to operating clean, like better, cleaner. And vitamin E and rosemary help protect the thyroid cells and tissue, but it also helps that healthy conversion of T4 to T3 by scavenging, damaging free radicals. So uh, rich sources of vitamin E, walnuts, almonds, extra virgin olive oil, squashes, spinach, yet again, we broccoli, like we talked about, I mean, so many eggs, I think I might've mentioned already sunflower seeds yet again. I mean, you guys, these are, these are things I feel like we can definitely incorporate in our diet shrimp. So now I hope we can transition a little bit away from food and talk about the thyroid connection to those adrenals. So it is very much so critical for, for someone that is maybe struggling with thyroid metabolic function or thyroid health, that they incorporate appropriate adrenal support for that thyroid connection. Because I always try to make it clear to patients that your thyroid never works alone. Not only do those intricate glands and organs that we discussed previously matter, but also your sex hormones, your adrenals, your thyroid, they're like a big triangle. They all work together. So if one area is out of whack, the other areas of your system try to come in and counteract that. So some basic adrenal support nutrients, herbs that you can incorporate to better optimize your thyroid and adrenal connection would be herbs like rhodiola, rosea, cordyceps, sinensis, 
Panax, ginseng. I mean, all these herbs in themselves are adrenal adaptogenic herbs. What that means is they actually help with your adrenal function. So the production of those stress hormones like cortisol and having an even flow and keel of um, producing those stress hormones and not having them kind of fluctuate. So, you know, we want our body to keep an even cool, right? We want us to be kind of revved up when we're up or bring us down when we're, when we're up too high. We want those herbs to help bring us down. When we are too low, those herbs kind of help you bring us back up. And so adaptogenic herbs are so beautiful because they come alongside your, your natural rhythm that you're having and optimize it with the circadian rhythm, which is kind of like being awake during the day and asleep at night, which a lot of us can have an imbalance there. And so these herbs, they not only have, you know, several other supportive effects or tools, I guess, like cordyceps sinensis. I mean, that is... Um, also protective of your kidneys. It helps with stress resilience when it comes to physical activity. So if I knew somebody is like, oh, I'm doing a, a race in Colorado and or I need more lung and kidney function based on my health history, then cordyceps might be more the herb that I select as your adrenal support versus like rhodiola. Man, I love rhodiola, you guys, because it is a neurotropic as well. So it kind of really helps your cognitive function I mean, and it's just, I don't know, every time I take rhodiola, I typically get it in like a glycerite form, which is actually quite sweet. Um, but it just, I don't know. It's like, even when you look at what rhodiola looks like, it, it you just feel better incorporating it in your day to day. Uh, Panets ginseng is a little bit more revs you up. It kind of warms you up in traditional Chinese medicine. It's a really warm herb. So, you know, this is why working with somebody like a naturopath really makes it clear cut plan for you because as you can gauge, there's so many different reasons to start one specific herb over another. And so, but all of which, all I'm trying to get across today in regards to your thyroid is getting on appropriate, good quality adrenal support is a huge component in optimizing your thyroid function. So now I want to talk more about functional testing. So what is the proper assessment of your thyroid? So we've all gone to the doctor they check your thyroid or what you think is your thyroid, TSH, total T4. And a lot of times the reason why those values are solely assessed is because doctors become medication kind of dealers in a sense. They want to be sure that you're on the right dose. That's really why they check that. Oh, am I giving you too much levothyroxine or synthroid or synthetic form of T4? Oh, okay. Then your T4 would be high and your TSH would be low. So they're just looking at how do they regulate your medication. And you guys, we are beyond that. We are looking at how do I optimize my diet? And it's so cool when you look at all the breaking the breakdown of your thyroid and see, oh wow, I have been eating more of X, Y, and Z and I've been really attentive to it. What has that done to my lab values when we're looking at the thyroid altogether? So I'm gonna go through the functional tests that I run with every patient regardless it's just a must, you guys. We, we have to like start to advocate for ourselves to get the proper assessments. So TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, total T4, total T3, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, anti-TPO antibody, and anti-thyroglobulin antibody. So I said those slow so you could probably write those down. But we're looking at, okay, what's the total output that my thyroid is making? 
what is the free bioavailable amount of my body's thyroid? And that's really what we were talking about if we're trying to get more oxidative stress support like vitamin E, selenium, those antioxidants. That's helping free up a lot more of that free form of your hormones. Reverse T3, that's looking at more so the connection between your thyroid and your adrenals. And those antibodies is actually looking at and assessing if there's any stress present on the thyroid. A lot of times, a lot of autoimmune concerns are overlooked, even if patients have signs and symptoms of thyroid poor function, okay? And that's why I check antibodies on every single one of my patients because it's actually a good first stepping sign, I guess, first red flag. If anybody is having stress on their thyroid or production of nodules or risk for cancers, I mean, I don't understand why these are not more of a staple for every provider out there because we want to practice preventatively, guys. We want to be proactive with our health and having good quality assessments like this allows us to do so. Well, Overall, if we were, you know, more so together, I would be asking for questions right now if everything made sense. But truly, I just am so blessed for your attention on our kind of kickstart here for our lecture series. I want to do a second segment on this to dive into the thyroid a little bit deeper for those that maybe today was surface level for you. But hopefully I did provide a little bit of insights and, and things that you can be more attentive to in your diet and your day-to-day and maybe look at your regimen. And you can always come work alongside me at Full Circle Health. I would be more than grateful for our time together and just show you all the benefits that natural medicine provides.